You're listening to Speak Loud, resilient stories of triumph and hope, helping you to turn your past into fuel for your best future. Here's your host, founder of the 501c3 Share, providing resource and support for trauma victims, and a survivor herself, Tiffany Barnes. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Speak Loud podcast. As always, I'm your host, Tiffany Barnes, and thank you for joining me here today. I've got a wonderful guest in store, somebody that I think you guys will find a lot of value from. Haven't had anybody in her realm, so to speak, on the show yet, and that's actually kind of surprising because we're over 100 episodes, so I'm really excited to have her on. She comes from... Uh, I was going to say San Antonio because we were talking about San Antonio, but not San Antonio. She comes from Austin, Texas. So she knows, uh, you know, what that heat and humidity may feel like. Her name is Renee Thornborough. And I want to kind of introduce her real quick before she gets into what she wants to talk about. Um, And like I said, I think a lot of this is going to really resonate with you. I know I got a lot of parents that tune in. She's got a a niche that really is something that's uh, valuable, especially because we just came out of COVID. Well, I guess we shouldn't say came out. We still are dealing with it, but not Mm. locked down like we were. But uh, since 2013, she has been a child life coach. Uh, She has been leading a worldwide movement to bring life coaching and mindset skills training to kids. She has certified coaches in over 30 countries who are using her story-based curriculum to help children be confident and prepared to soar in life. Life coaching isn't just for grown-ups; It's a game changer for our children, too. Let's learn why. Please welcome the lovely, the amazing Renee Thurnborough. Thanks for having me, Tiffany. Thrilled you're, to be here. you're so welcome. I'm sure I butchered the last name. I tried. But I'm <laughs> so glad to have you on today. Yeah. And I want to start out our conversation by saying, what are you here to speak loud about? Oh, Tiffany, I tell you, I'm so happy to be here and just to be able to share, you know, especially with the, as you said, we're still on the tail end of this pandemic, but children's mental health is just in a national crisis right now. It was declared a national emergency by three major pediatric organizations late last year, U.S. Surgeon General as well. And they're they're really calling for new solutions to support our kids. And we have a solution that most people aren't even aware of, which is why I'm here and speaking loud, and it's life coaching for kids. You know, life coaching is really about supporting children on the prevention side. So really supporting them in developing resilience and coping skills in proactively developing their confidence, their self-esteem, their self-leadership, learning about achievement and setting goals, because whenever we're in that mode, we're we're feeling more empowered and and, and, control in our lives and helps us create happiness as well. So you know, I've been doing this for 10 plus years, and we're really working to get the word out about when you look at mental health on a spectrum, we have life coaching on one end, which is about prevention. We have counselors, therapists on the other end, which is really about the diagnosis and healing of more serious mental issues. And then where, you know, where we can support children along that continuum so that hopefully we they don't need to see a counselor in the first place. I love that. So is this something you started from the ground up then, or is this something you tapped into? sounds like you said 10 years ago, this all came about in your life. Take right. us on that journey. Absolutely. So, you know, 
personal development work has been around for decades, even centuries, right? It's uh, It's been called self-help, personal achievement, all kinds of, of different things. And the life coaching world all came out of the personal development world about 25 plus years ago is when kind of the profession came to be. And I discovered the world of personal development right out of college. And I remember thinking, so I'm 56. So that tells you, you know, it was decades ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I remember thinking to myself, you know, why didn't I learn this when I was a kid? It made no sense to me that the life coaching world, personal development world focuses on grownups when those core thoughts, the beliefs that shape who we are and what we think is possible for our lives are formed when we're really young. So that's what planted the seeds. I became an expert in personal development, used it my whole life. And really what the seed was planted when I had my own children. And I wanted to support them in developing mindset skills. And I just couldn't find anything out there. And that was really how this whole thing got started. Life coaching, like I said, as an, as a profession has been around for about 20, 25 years. Life coaching for kids, I couldn't find anything out there. And it's one of the reasons why I created my company, wrote this curriculum. I really wanted my kids to learn these skills. And as I was working with them, I was like, this vision grew. It's like, I want to help other children as well. And I, I was a corporate executive, successful career, love what I did, making great money, but I just had this pull to do more with children. And that's really how it all got started years ago. So it became a purpose. Maybe it's your whole life's purpose, really. It's, you know, it, it really, I feel like I'm doing my work in the world. I really do. It just, it, the the results, you know, I've been certifying coaches now for almost 10 years. We have coaches in over 30 countries, hundreds of them out. I mean, they're the ones who are doing the real work because they're on the ground every day working with kids. And the results they're getting with children, it just brings tears to my eyes. It is absolutely amazing to, for them to be able to support children and seeing that magnificence inside of themselves and having confidence to even go on the playground and meet new friends or raise their hand in the classroom. I mean, for some of us, it, it may seem like little things, but it's these little things that add up that really help children develop confidence in who they are and become who they were meant to be in the world. Yeah. Totally. I understand that because uh, coming from my background specifically, I want to get into that a little bit because I have some questions for you. As we know, children are sponges, right? So they're so formative when they're younger and that can come into their adult years. You know, I I talked to you a little bit before we hit record on an episode I did about it's okay to still be a work in progress, you know, still at 40 years old. I'm dealing with stuff from when I was a kid and I'm sure there's so many others out there facing that same thing. But the first thing I want to get into is it is such a niche that you're in. I have never met another person that does what you do. So when you were developing this curriculum, obviously you kind of, your children were the quote unquote guinea pigs of this, right? To see what worked and what didn't work. Yes. So um, how long did it take you to develop this curriculum? And then what were those next steps you took to kind of get it out there? Mm, Yeah. Love that question. So well, what happened was, you know, when my kids were really young, four or five years old, I was started working with them on these concepts. And sometimes it felt kind of luxury and I didn't want my kids rolling their eyes every time I opened my mouth. So I started writing stories. And that was really when the magic happened because they loved the stories, but more important, they were getting the concept. And I was doing this for several years. Yeah, I had my corporate job and this was just something I was bringing to my own children. But this, like I said, this vision was growing. And when my kids were, I think they were about eight, I retired from my corporate job. I was fortunate enough to be able to take a year off. And I wrote 
the rest of the curriculum. We teach 27 different mindset skills, all taught through stories, discussion questions, activities. So it really, you know, it is a curriculum, a coaching curriculum. And so it took some time to put all that together. And what happened was when I first launched my company, the curriculum is really designed for parents to use with their own children. But then I had people coming to me. I had life coaches, educators, counselors, therapists wanting to use it in their own work. And I thought, well, that's a great idea. You know, I knew they could reach children I would never be able to to reach. And so that's when I created the certification program to license them to be able to use our work in their practice, which is where we are now. So that's kind of how the whole thing evolved. And I'm just blown away, you know, that so many people are out there and using our work and really supporting kids in, you know, in, in, in achieving their goals in achieving confidence and self-esteem. And it's just been quite a labor of love and quite a journey. Now, how long are these stories? Yeah. So the stories are all designed to, they're probably could be anywhere from about five to seven or eight minutes. But it's hard to answer that question because we're very engaging when we work with children's stories. You use pause, you sure. ask questions, you know, what do you think is going to happen next? What would you do if you were in this situation? It really, the stories are there to help children see how a mindset skill works solving a problem that a child might face. So um, an example would be around um, dealing building self-talk, uh, building um, self-talk, positive self-talk. In fact, this is a story we give away for free on our website. And so what it does is it helps the child through a story, learn what self-talk is, what positive self-talk is, what negative self-talk is, how it impacts us, how do we recognize and shift negative talk and self-talk, and then how do we proactively create that positive self-talk? So it's really designed to help them see how these skills work with multiple examples. And then with the coach's support and through questions and activities, really supporting that child and applying it to their own lives. So you said that your children were around eight years old when you were doing this. Yes. So is that kind of the age demographic of the children that you're currently working with in these schools and these programs and with parents? Is that kind of the age range or is there something for teenagers as well? Yeah. So our when I designed the curriculum, I was really going for ages about six to 12, 13 or so. So really that elementary, middle school, when kids are really facing some of the real big challenges kind of for the first time. Um, but what has really surprised me over the years is how many of our coaches do use our work with teens. Mm. And, you know, it really the purpose or the the key when working with teens is just framing the reason why you're using a children's story mm -hmm. in your coaching with kids. And a lot of times they'll use content from the mentor's guide as well to support teens and applying these to their own. And they leave, you know, examples from what the teen is going through, et cetera. But really the ideal and the sweet spot and what makes us so different is that we're tar targeting those younger kids, ages about six through 12. And so is this in a lot of schools nearby, like there in Texas? Obviously, you said 30 countries, you have these coaches. But is this something that you've been able to kind of get into the school system as well? We actually have not tried to get into the school system. And the reason being is just the way that the curriculum is designed and kind of the goals that I had around it. Um, our coaches have a lot of flexibility in how they use our work with children. Mm. So a lot of them will bring who they are and their experiences and backgrounds into their coaching with kids. So for some of our coaches, we're 100% of what they do. For others, we're just one of the key tools in their toolbox for working with kids. So, you know, getting into the school is a completely different animal. I mean, there are sure. 
there's whole industries around writing curricula for schools. I'm like, that's not the path that we want to take. So we've really focused more on supporting coaches, educators, counselors, therapists, people who want to have their own business or maybe, um, you know, working for an organization, bringing these skills through the avenue that, you know, their professional relationships or businesses. I really love what you're doing. And I think the reason why I've asked if it's in schools is I wish this was something that was around when I was growing up. I I went to 23 different elementary schools, faced all forms of abuse. And like I say, there's still things now that I'm working on from my inner child. You know, that self-worth is a big thing for me. And I think that's something, you know, that positive self-talk I I tend to, and I'm just only going to speak for myself because obviously I'm the only one here in this conversation that can tell you about my trauma, but, um, you know, just a a big portion of my life has been the self-sabotage, you know, Mm -hmm. thinking, no, I don't deserve good or good things don't Mm -hmm. happen to me because of all the traumatic experiences that happened. And, And in addition to that, you know, I remember specifically, I have a book coming out and I talk about this one sentence that kids would always say to me, I wasn't bathed a lot as a kid. I wasn't uh, well taken care of when I was in my mom's care. Yeah. And uh, kids would say, one whiff a tiff and you'll jump off a cliff. Because I just was so stinky. And so now I have such a yeah. like a complex about it. You know, does my breath stink? Do I stink? You know, and again, right. I'm 40 years old. So and that whole like, you know, whatever my mom would tell me, I wish I never had you. And we don't need to get into all the details. But it is something that I wish was around when I was a kid growing up during that seven, eight, nine, you know, 10 years old, especially too, because right. that's when my parents went through a divorce to to realize, you know, this this doesn't have to define me in a sense, you know what I mean? And have that positive self-talk. So mm-hmm. I think too, even though what you're doing for kids could definitely be um, helpful to adults, like the parents that are teaching this to their kids, they probably have their own epiphanies within this as well, I would assume. Very much so. Very yeah. much so. I, I'm always in the work, Tiffany. I'm 56 years old and I'm still working on all this stuff. And you know what you're sharing with you, the childhood traumas and I mean, those are ingrained neural pathways that when that have occurred at such a young age. And when they're so traumatic like that, it can be really hard to rewire those. And right. yes, the self-talk is really, really important. A part of that, you know, what we do in, in working with children is we teach them how to identify and shift the negative self-talk so that a lot of that is paying attention to their feelings, feelings. We call it watching for the grungy feelings and then, you know, shifting thoughts about what's happening. And there's whole process around that. But it's also really about practicing positive self-talk and having what we call a mirror mantra. So every time you see a reflection you say something positive to yourself. You say something, you know, send an empowering message. And what we're doing is we're wanting to rewire those neural pathways, those brain patterns, so that positive self-talk becomes the normal way of thinking for children because it becomes their habit. Um, but when you have such trauma like what you talked about, you know, sometimes you even need additional work, you know, some therapy to really support in healing that, you know. Coaching helps in a lot of areas, but when you have something that's really bad, uh, really challenging and like abuse, then our coach, you know, that'll get outside of the role of coaching. And a lot of times counselors need to get involved in that. 
Yeah, and I certainly did a lot of counseling growing up, that's for sure. But I could also see how this could be helpful as far as the positive self-talk in bullying. I'm a part of a a initiative called the Kindness Revolution. And it's about, we give out these bracelets that say kindness is cool. And so when you see somebody do an act of kindness, you give them your bracelet and then you just keep passing it on. And I think that's something we need to Love it, love it, love it. Because there's a lot of bullying. We see a lot of kids now committing suicide at the youngest and most tender of ages. Mm -hmm. I'm sure this comes into play for something like that. Absolutely. And, you know, when faced with disappointments and challenges, most kids don't have the skills to handle them. They haven't been taught resilience and coping skills. They haven't been taught how to shift their thinking about events and things that are happening in their lives. And because children, their brains aren't fully developed, right? They they don't have their frontal lobes of the brain where critical reasoning skills occur, it's not fully developed. And they tend to be very reactional, very emotional, and they make very quick decisions at times. So it's one of the reasons why it's so important to work with children, preferably in a calmer state, to help them understand that, yeah, sometimes bad things happen, but we can pause and you know work with a trusted grown-up and know that there's a different way to approach this. So developing resilience and coping skills, really supporting them and managing change or moving past a mistake or failure so that they know that life is, there's ups and downs of growing up. And they're going to make it through all of them. And hopefully their ups and downs is on this upward Mm -hmm. curve, you know? Sure. Um, But yeah, you're absolutely right about that. So I know you've got this curriculum and I don't I don't expect you to expose it all to us here today. But can you give us a few steps or processes on just we'll say even resilience. Let's pick that because that's my favorite word of all time. Yeah, some processes that you could share with the listeners on, you know, that can kind of give a looking glass into some of the stuff that you guys do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like I mentioned, we give away the story on positive self-talk, creating positive self-talk on our website. So I invite everybody to go get that. And, you know, like it's just as powerful, of course, grownups as it is for, um, you know, for children. But, you know, with resilience, the biggest part about, you know, situation, there's there's a couple things that we we teach. Um, one is one of the powerful things about being a human being is that we get to choose our thoughts about how we experience things, right? So you have a negative event that happens, an event is neutral, and we get to decide, get to assign a meaning to that, either a positive meaning or a negative meaning. So for example, I failed a test. That's something that most kids are gonna experience. Negative meaning association would be, I'm a failure. A more empowering meaning would be, wow, I didn't study hard enough for that. I better study more. Or maybe I can ask the teacher for extra credit. You're finding some way to take that negative, that bad event, and how, see how they can be more empowered about it. We call it wearing your power goggles. And it's a fun, it's a really powerful, we, it's called shifting or reframing in the coaching world um, and also in the therapy world. But um, we call it power shifting and wearing your power goggles. But it's one of the most powerful skills and can really support kids with the resilience is, you know, okay, this has happened. Pause for a minute. How can I choose to think about this? Is there an empowering way to think about this? And it doesn't mean that what happened was okay. Right. You know, sometimes something happens that's just shit. Oops. (laughs) 
You guys fine. You're fine. You're I fine. can cuss. Okay, good. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they, it just bad stuff happens. And you know, for example, you know, I don't live that far from Uvalde. You know, all the the huge school shooting that happened there just a few months ago. Nothing wow. about that is okay whatsoever, right? So what, how can we support children in being empowered when something like that happens? It, you know, do they step into being an advocate? Is there a way to help them educate themselves or how to f- help them feel more safe? So it's just taking any situation and figuring out, okay, how can I think about this in a way that can support me in moving forward? I'm having my own epiphanies right now, I'm telling you. So yeah, I can see how adults can definitely benefit benefit from this as well, being the parents kind of teaching this to their kids and also working with you guys as life yeah. coaches. Right. So um, explain to me, I have a, a random question for you. What does empowerment mean to you anyways? Mm. Empowerment is when, for me, it's it's when your power comes from inside. And the greatest tool we have is the power of our mind. It's Mm -hmm. the thing that makes us unique as human beings. Because if you think about it, our thoughts shape everything in our world, from how we think about ourselves, to how we think about situations, to what we think is possible for our lives. You know, it shapes our confidence, self-esteem, happiness, everything. So for me, empowerment is really about learning how to use the power of our minds to support us in creating what we want to create in our lives. Do you have a, a favorite story from somebody you've worked with and just seeing their transformation from the beginning to the end that you would like to share? <laughs> wow, we have so many on our website. I'm just so proud of our coaches and the work that they're doing. But one of the things, one of the stories I just love because it shows the impact of coaching, not just on the child, but the family, is that one of our coaches was working with a girl named Julie and she was really struggling with respect. And one of the things we teach is that every time we're with someone, we're leaving a mark, either a gold heart or a grungy mark, depending on how we treat them. And so the coach shared this story and all about gold hearts. And her assignment for the week was to give gold hearts and then to report back how it went. Well, Julie took this exercise to her whole family and her whole family worked on giving gold hearts. So it's totally transformational, not only for Julie, but for the whole family as well. And it really had a huge impact. And it sounds so simple, but I mean, that kind of thing is life-changing in a family environment. When you have people who walk into a room and instead of you know rolling their eyes or moaning or not even lifting their head up, they look at them and they smile and make eye contact. I mean, that just connects, that human connection and that respect of all ages, children to, to uh, grownups to children, children to grownups, children to children, everybody. It just changes the dynamics of the whole family. Now, how long does this life coaching go for? Does is there do you do a six to eight week program, eight to twelve? What do you right. typically run? Oh well, our coaches do a variety of things. The vast majority of them will work with with coaches, start or with children. They'll start with a coaching package. It could be around a certain topic like self esteem, confidence, etc. Those could be anywhere from five to nine sessions. But usually that leads to kind of the next topic and then the next topic of development. And we have coaches that have worked with children literally for years. So sometimes it's more of a shorter term, kind of a spot coaching kind of situation where they're really supporting a child in a certain challenge that they're dealing with, or maybe they have a certain goal they're they're wanting to achieve. So they work with them on that as well. And other times it's this longer term relationship because our coaches you know, they're, they're not replacing the parent. They're part of that right. parent's team in raising a socially, emotionally, mentally healthy child. 
So as far as uh, somebody signing up for this, is this, I, I would assume this is something that's very affordable for families. Hmm. Well, absolutely. You know, when it comes to hiring a coach, your coaches set their own pricing so they can connect. Okay. We have a, a something that we call a connect with a coach program on our website where they can complete a form, say, hey, this is what I'm dealing with, looking to work with a coach. They can go that route. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. There's it, it really depends on the coach and how they structure their services. So I'm going to ask you the question that all the listeners are saying to me, Tiffany, ask this already. What's okay. your website? <laughs> yes. Oh, so adventuresinwisdom.com. So that's awesome. the name of our company too, adventuresinwisdom.com. And we have a tab up there for free story. If anybody wants to check out the self-talk story, we have one uh, for be a coach. If anyone's interested in coaching children and then one for parents. And that's where you're going to find resources for parents as well. Do you guys have any social media handles as well? Facebook, Instagram, anything like that? Well, we do, but I mean, the links are up on the website. It's the best way to do it. Okay. Memorized, <laughs> as I probably should. Now, are any of these books available for sale, like on Amazon, or is it just strictly yeah. through your website? Yeah, so it's a it's a curriculum. So the whole thing is a whole package, sure. and so it's not available for sale on on Amazon. It's just through our website. Yeah. Do you think you will be producing a book at some point in time? Do you see that in your future? Well, for the curriculum itself, probably not because it's quite a large curriculum um, as far as other types of books. I have a few things turning, but well, nothing, I, nothing real imminent. Give me a looking glass in what, what kind of stuff do you think you might be writing about? Mm, a, a big part of it is really building awareness around the powerful impact that mindset schools training has on children and how critical it is to support children in developing skills at a young age. And you're bringing them into the whole family as well, because it really helps change the dynamic of a family when everybody has a common language and a common way of kind of exploring and being able to manage those ups and downs of life as, as we know it. Do you do any public speaking at all? I haven't done a lot. You know, I do more interviews, podcasts, sort of things, et cetera. Yeah. But, you know, part of it, too, is we kind of been shut down for the last few years. Right. <laughs> right. But we are really to the point now where we need to get the word out so that parents understand that this is a powerful solution for their children. Most parents, when they see their child struggle, they think, oh, well, I need to find a counselor. And right now, counselors are booked up. I mean, both for children and for grownups. But there's so many situations, Tiffany, where coaches can help. You know, it whether it's a you know, shyness confidence, lack of self-esteem, a little bit of fear, some light anxiety, manage, you know, some sort of big change going on in lives, those kind of things. Coaches are phenomenal in supporting children in those cases. So it sounds like a lot of the coaching you do is virtual then if, if somebody's in another state. Mm. Yeah. So our coaches, some coach in person, some coach online. Okay. You know, all of our coaches had to shift their businesses to online during COVID. And some of them found out, wow, I can coach kids anywhere in the world right. at any time. So that really opened them up. So our coaches are doing all kinds of things. But yes, our coaches do work both in person and online. They work in, they do workshops, some coach one-on-one, some do small groups, some do a combination. So they really can be creative because we want them to create a business that works for them, a business that they love and enables them to reach the children they want to reach. Man, I love it. I love what you're doing. I think it's so incredible and so needed. So 
Uh, very, very much appreciate you sharing that with the audience here today. I want to ask you a few more questions before we wrap up on 20 oh. questions. Okay. What do you know for sure? What I know for sure. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, life, it's going to throw us curveballs. It just is. And you, you know, you can be rocking along and all of a sudden, boom, out of the blue. The good news is, is though, when you have mindset skills training or mindset training, it can really support us in handling those curveballs and moving forward because there, you know, there's very few things that are just going to absolutely shut someone down. And so I think it's so important for all of us to learn the power of our thoughts and the no matter how bad something things is, we can move through that. We can move through and be stronger afterwards and that it's okay to get help. You know, it's the whole, it's okay not to be okay. Mm-hmm. Get help. You know, if you're not, if you can't handle it on your own, get support, get help so that you can move forward. I mean, that's what I know for sure. It's just the power of the mind. It's absolutely incredible. I've seen absolute miracles. I love what you said about it's okay to get help because I think, When I look back at my life in a younger age, it was kind of a stigma, you know, excuse me, to to get counseling or, you know, people are like, oh, wow, you've got mental issues, you know, and I love that now in today's world, we're bringing that more to the forefront. It's more acceptable to, I don't even know why it needs to be something that's acceptable, but it is more acceptable uh, to say, hey, I'm I'm having some troubles mentally and emotionally. Mm -hmm. And I think like you say, during COVID, that really surfaced a lot. I know as far as like domestic violence, those numbers went up, mental health, those numbers went up, suicide numbers, those went up. So I think with us being cooped up and just kind of being alone with our thoughts a lot and not out socializing like we're used to, that really affected us as a society worldwide. And oh, yeah. so, you know, I really think that uh, it, it's beautiful that, you know, we're shining a light on these issues mm-hmm. and providing a resource that can really make a lasting impact. So very yeah. incredible. So what are you hoping the listeners going to take away from our conversation here today? Well, well, for those who have children in their lives, just to know that there's support out there for children beyond counseling, you know, and that can really support on the prevention side of more serious issues developing. And and coaching is not just for supporting children who are struggling. It's also for supporting children and really being who they want to be and achieving their goals and learning. You know, we don't teach kids how to set and achieve goals. We don't teach them about the powerful mindset skills of visualization and affirmations. I mean, there's there's so many proactive things that we can do to really support children and learning how to make their dreams come true so that the dreams don't feel like they're out here and they need a fairy godmother to help them get it, that they can plan a path and learn how the brain science behind achievement and go make things happen. So just to know that there's solutions out there for children. I love what you said about it being a proactive thing. Yes. It doesn't always have to be something that you're trying to solve after the fact. Yes, Get absolutely. ahead of it, right? And start mm-hmm. to teach those mindset skills uh, ahead of time so that right. when that comes their way, they already know. They've already got the tools. Exactly. So I love that. Uh-huh. Um, all right. So we're going to move on to 20 questions. Okay. So go ahead and choose a number between 1 and 20. Well, when I played soccer in high school, my number was 19. So let's do 19. All right. When was the last time you did something for the first time? Last time I did something for the first time. 
All right, let's think about this here for a second. Um, Because I always love stretching outside of my comfort zone. Um, So... I threw you a curveball. I tried. (laughs) I, I did, yeah. Well, so I tried some fly fishing for the first time. A few okay. weeks ago, which I hadn't done. I I grew up fishing, so rod and reel fishing. And my husband loves fly fishing. And to me, it just looks like so much work. So yeah. I at least tried it. <laughs> I didn't catch anything, but I at least tried it. You're trying to get that that whipping motion down. So there you go. So, All right. Oh, 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 I know of another one too. I went yes. fly, my husband's a, a private pilot and I went flying with him for the first time as well. So that was another thing. That was um he did great. I actually wasn't even nervous. I think he was a little nervous, but I wasn't nervous. So that was another I, thing. I was I just going to ask time. you that. Yeah. <laughs> like, were you nervous? I think I would you know, be just because it's such a tiny little plane. Yeah. He's been through so much training, you know, and that I felt more than confident that, that he knew what he was doing. I mean, he even has his instrument rating, you know, so he he was um, he definitely knows what he's doing. But I'm like, OK, let's do it. That's <laughs> awesome. So how far did you yeah. guys fly? We actually, so I'm in central Texas in Austin. We flew down to the coast to South Padre Island. So it was about a four hour, no, about almost not quite three hour flight. Yeah. That's very cool. I want to go to South Padre. I've never been, but that saves you a lot on airplane tickets. Well, I don't know. You got to pay for the gas um, and the maintenance. (laughs) Let's just say it does not. Okay. (laughs) It is a, it is a hobby and it's not, yeah, that's not, if you're wanting to save money, that ain't the way to do it. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I have a few friends that uh, have hobbies of hot air ballooning. I had no idea what it took to fly a hot air balloon, let alone maintain it and buy one. I was blown oh. away. So, yeah, it's one of those uh, things that, you know, uh-huh. you don't do it because it's cheap. You do it because exactly. you really love it. You're passionate about it. He And he's been passionate about flying since he was really young, you know, and he just absolutely loves it, loves it, loves it, loves it. And I'm like, you know, for me, I'd be more comfortable in a, a normal airline, but, you know, he he loves it. So we will be going on other adventures as well. That's fantastic. Well, Renee, you've been such a lighthouse today. I love the work that you're doing and the other coaches out there in these other 30 countries. Uh, If this resonated with you guys, reach out. Reach out to Renee. I don't know, Renee, if besides just your website, did you have an email or anything you wanted to give out or just directly on the website? Websites, really, that's the best way to get a hold of us. Um, You know, my email's on there. It's just Renee at adventuresandwisdom.com. But the thing is, you have to know how to spell Renee. Yes. (laughs) Or or support, (laughs) support at adventuresandwisdom.com. I'm going to get anything that way as well. And we'll we'll put that in the show notes too. But just so you guys know, Renee is R-E-N-A-Y-E. It's I've never seen it spelled that way, but I think it's totally awesome. Uh, But yeah, go ahead, reach out to her, see what you guys... uh, can do as far as, you know, matching up, collaborating, taking advantage of these resources that she has. If nothing else, check out that free story too. I think that's really, really cool. So thank you again, Renee. Keep on shining your light. You're amazing. And for those of you tuning in, you are worthy. You are enough. And keep on shining your light. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Speak Loud. If this message resonated with you, please feel free to share it with anyone you feel could use the support. To find out more information about SHARE, our movement, and to join the cause, please visit sharethemovement.org. Until next time.